It's Friday, April the 22nd, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Mariupol's trapped citizens and more American aid on its way. First, the world in brief. Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, said 120,000 civilians remain trapped in Mariupol, which Russia has besieged for two months. The mayor of the port city said that Russian forces had been burying dead civilians in mass graves, seemingly visible on satellite pictures, to hide, quote, barbaric war crimes. Russia claimed on Thursday to have captured the town, despite few apparent changes on the ground. President Vladimir Putin told his army to withhold, quote, unnecessary attacks and instead blockade the area of the Azovstal steelworks where Ukrainian resistance is holed up, quote, so that a fly can't get through. President Joe Biden said America would send Ukraine an additional $800 million in military assistance and another $500 million to stabilise the country's economy and help towns brutalised by Russia's invasion. Mr Zelensky said that Ukraine needs $7 billion a month to keep its economy afloat and, quote, hundreds of billions of dollars to rebuild all this later. The World Bank estimated that there has been $60 billion worth of physical damage to Ukraine's infrastructure so far. Jerome Powell, chairman of America's Federal Reserve, indicated that the central bank would probably raise interest rates by 0.5 percentage points at its meeting in May. Mr Powell said it is, quote, appropriate to be moving a little more quickly to fight high inflation. Consumer prices were 8.5% higher in March than a year earlier. The move would mark the first time the Fed has increased rates in consecutive meetings since 2006. Shanghai launched another round of universal COVID-19 testing as the city remains crippled by a coronavirus outbreak. Authorities reiterated that China's financial hub would only reopen once all local transmission had stopped, although some important businesses have started up again, using a, quote, closed-looped model, where workers live on site. The number of new cases fell by nearly 5% to around 17,500 on Friday. Lawmakers in Florida voted to eliminate a special tax district that lets Disney govern its Orlando theme park. In exchange for tax relief, Disney provides its own essential services, firefighting, power, road maintenance, across an area of 40 square miles, 100 square kilometres. The arrangement reportedly saves tens of millions of dollars a year. The media firm had angered the state's Republican governor, by criticising a recent ban on school lessons about sexual orientation. CNN reportedly told employees it will shut down its newly launched streaming service, CNN Plus, on April 30th. The move comes just after CNN's parent company, Warner Media, merged with Discovery, a cable giant. Executives there were said to be sceptical of the initiative. For $5.99, it offered on-demand news and documentaries in a bid to capture, quote, cord cutters, consumers ditching their cable subscriptions. 
Elon Musk said he had secured $46.5 billion in financing to buy Twitter after its board did not respond to his unsolicited $43 billion takeover bid last week. The tech billionaire is exploring a tender offer to buy shares directly from shareholders. He has himself committed $33.5 billion, with another $13 billion to come from banks. Twitter adopted a quote, poison pill, to make it harder for the world's richest man to increase his stake, currently at 9%, beyond 15%. And fact of the day, 70%. The share of Taiwanese willing to fight to defend Taiwan, according to a poll in March, up from 40% in December. And now, here's today's agenda. The battle for eastern Ukraine. Russian troops have begun a long-predicted offensive in the east of Ukraine, with attacks reported all along a 400-kilometre front. The Kremlin has been preparing for this since it called off a failed attempt to seize the capital, Kyiv, three weeks ago. The initial clashes are being described as, quote, probing, a mixture of Russian reconnaissance and light shelling, probably ahead of more serious attacks in coming days. Fighting also continues in Mariupol, despite Russian claims to have, quote, liberated the devastated port city. Although outnumbered, Ukrainian soldiers continue to defy Russian attempts to assert full control. On Thursday, Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, ordered his troops to seal off the Azovstal steel plant, where thousands of troops and civilians are thought to be hiding. Ukraine hopes a humanitarian corridor will allow some to leave. The plant towers over the city. Inside its network of Cold War bunkers has become a stronghold. But supplies are running out. Disney v DeSantis For 50-odd years, Disney has enjoyed a special arrangement in Florida. Its Orlando theme parks sit within a self-governing tax district, covering about 40 square miles, 100 square kilometres. In exchange for some tax and regulatory relief, the media giant provides its own essential services there, fighting fires, maintaining roads and the like. The deal reportedly saves Disney tens of millions of dollars a year, but on Thursday, lawmakers in the state house voted to revoke these privileges. The Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, is all but certain to sign the change into law. This is payback. Conservative politicians are furious that Disney's boss, Bob Chapek, publicly criticised a measure restricting discussions of sex and sexuality in public school classrooms for children of certain ages. They call Disney, quote, woke, the Sunshine State wants to be seen as, quote, pro-business, so the spat is awkward. Even as they seek to lure firms to Florida's pleasant climes, the state's politicians are willing to punish those who oppose their social agenda. Turkey's conscience in the dock A court in Istanbul will deliver its verdict on Friday, in the trial of 17 activists indicted on coup and terrorism charges over their role in protests 
that convulsed Turkey in 2013. The accused include Osman Kavala, a businessman, philanthropist, and one of Turkey's best-known political prisoners, who has already spent four years in jail without being convicted of any crime. Mr Kavala and Majulia Pucha, an architect, face life sentences. Six other defendants could spend up to 20 years behind bars. The other nine who live outside Turkey will be tried separately. The world will be watching. America has called for Mr Kavala's release and the European Court of Human Rights has ordered for him to be set free. The charges are spurious. And they are political. Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, is widely assumed to be pulling the strings. Sending the defendants to prison would destroy the goodwill Turkey has earned with the West during the war in Ukraine. Bojo meets Narmo Britain's Prime Minister spent Thursday spinning yarn in Gurjarat, a welcome break from doing so in Westminster. During a two-day visit to India, Boris Johnson was trying his hand at a spinning wheel in Mahatma Gandhi's ashram. The larger purpose of his trip, however, is to bind Britain and India closer together. The two countries are negotiating a deal that aims to double trade and investment by 2030. And goodies are already being delivered. Indian firms have announced £1 billion, $1.3 billion in new investment in Britain. Mr Johnson has appeared open to potentially easing visa restrictions for Indians looking to work in Britain, a long-running sore point for India. On Friday, he meets Narendra Modi, his Indian counterpart. Their discussion will cover collaboration on defence and, inevitably, the war in Ukraine. Neutral India is being wooed by the West. Mr Johnson's office has said he will tread carefully, promising not to, quote, lecture or, quote, point fingers from the sidelines. Pessimism about Eurozone economies Based on surveys of buyers in manufacturing and service industries, the Euro Area's Monthly Purchasing Managers Index illustrates trends across 19 economies. The latest, due on Friday, will indicate that growth will be slower this year than previously expected, while the rate of inflation will only rise further. PMI data released in March were better than expected, thanks to a rebound of economic activity after the lifting of COVID-19 restrictions. But this month, the impact of the war will show. Conflict in Ukraine is driving the price of energy to record highs, exacerbating the problems caused by the supply chain disruptions that plagued Europe throughout the pandemic. Earlier this week, the International Monetary Fund revised down its prediction of Eurozone growth in 2022 from 3.9% to 2.8%. It expects Germany and Italy to be particularly hard hit. Their previous forecasts, both 3.8%, have been cut to 2.1% and 2.3% respectively. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day. On Friday, your challenge is to give all five answers 
and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Friday. Which driver is tied with Michael Schumacher for the most Formula One World Championship victories? Thursday. Which American film starring Tom Cruise was a remake of the Spanish movie Abre los Ojos or Open Your Eyes? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Immanuel Kant, who was born on this day in 1724. Science is organised knowledge. Wisdom is organised life. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 